Hello there. It's uh, beginning metal detecting with William Kennedy. I'm going to change it up a little bit, talk about the pioneers and how they survived. Um, instead of uh, military type technique techniques and stuff like that, I could. Uh, I just wanted to change it up and uh, uh, go on uh, what our forefathers did back in the 1800s and how they survived and things like that. So, anyways, uh, hope you're getting along fine. I mean, uh, the virus is still around. Um, always reminded me of the, um, the con era they called Cyrus the Virus. That's Every time I say virus, I think of that movie. <laughs> so, anyways, no, I, uh, I'm sure you're getting along pretty good. I mean, uh, this is still going to be around and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm sure communities and states and stuff like that will start making mandatory uh, masks wearing. I mean, uh, other than that, you could just social distance. I don't know how they could make that a law, but I guess you got to be caring about the other person, you know, the older person when you go into the grocery store. I started wearing one myself, uh, the disposable ones. The cloth ones, I'm not sure if they're easy to breathe through or not. Um, the ones you get at the grocery store or the... Um, uh, a pharmacy like Walgreens or something like that. It's a little hard to breathe through. It's not too bad, but at least you're not breathing in a bunch of particulates, you know. But uh, anyways, um, I'll keep on going here. Okay, how the early pioneers built the self-feeding fire. Okay, some native people suggest that one should test how cold the hands are by touching the thumb of the little finger of the same hand as soon as you can't carry out this exercise you are reaching dangerous state of incapacity incapacity and should immediately take steps to warm up it was just a uh, quote <clears throat> that was here so anyways i'll just keep going here spanning some 300 years from the first contact of settlers in jamestown Pioneers have explored their way across a massive continent. The pioneers pushed westward, touched every part of this great land. Farmers, fur traders, miners, and surveyors all played a crucial role in expanding the nation. All that said, these men were not staying at a holiday inn or uh, their exploration. Pioneers were surviving out in the elements wherever summer or winter these brave men and women forged on against the worst north american climate could throw at them on this nasty road self-reliance was everything it took a great deal of ingenuity to battle the elements the wildlife the germs and the native people as these pioneers traveled on their way i mean the natives are the first ones here so um i guess we can thank the native people you know for doing what they did but it was it was pretty bad for them for them people you know where they got run off their land and stuff like that but i don't know it's kind of bad thinking about that oh okay things like sewing weaving canning and gunsmithing were <clears throat> skills that simply had to be learned when you were um 
surrounded by thousands of miles of hostile wilderness. Of course, they paid special attention to the survival basics in water, fire, shelter, and prioritizing above all else. I mean, back at that time, I mean, there was no law. I mean, you were the law, and, you know, it's probably a long ways between town to town. And I can't imagine law enforcement at that time trying to keep trying to keep everybody settled down. It must have been pretty tough. I mean, uh, they didn't have their alcohol or something. You know, some of the people just go berserk, you know. So I guess they had to have saloons. <clears throat> Anyways, the... The feeding, uh, self-feeding fire was the pioneer's answer to getting some sleep at night and not having to consistently tend to a typical campfire. This method of creating a fire utilizes the power of gravity to feed the, the fire fresh logs. These logs are stacked over one another on small two ramps and roll the logs onto another. The ramps are held up by two large braces and the whole structure is bound together by paracord. I mean, you can make this out out in the <clears throat> in the woods, or uh, if you wanted to, I don't know, stay up all night or something like that, and nobody would have to tend the fire. But I, I bet you probably want to put your tents a little ways away so they don't catch on fire. But that looks like a pretty good way of doing it. I don't know. I've never tried it. It might be might be quite interesting. I mean, you. You wouldn't need much to build this thing, really. <clears throat> okay, what you'll need is four small tree trunks, a large straight tree branch about five feet in length, four branches or smaller trees that will support the lar- larger branches, two branches about two feet long that will be used in your bracing structure, eight large three-foot long sections of tree trunk preferably hardwood, two small pieces of wood to spare your starting logs. 50 yards of 50 paracord, 50-50 paracord. That's that's the stuff like um, when you jump out of a plane. It's the same kind of stuff. It's got quite a bit of strength. If you don't have that, I suppose rope might work too. I mean, I don't think paracord is real expensive, but it can be expensive if you get a whole bunch of it. I mean, 50 yards, that shouldn't be too bad. Probably under, I don't know, whatever they charge per foot, dollar something, two dollars or whatever. Okay, plenty of uh, dry kindling and a shovel. Let's see. Just wondering how far I got to go here. Or I got to take a break for commercial. Okay, the first step in the process to gather your materials to build the structure itself. Be sure that materials you gather or cut down are sturdy and strong as the structure will be holding some serious weight. Look for similar sized tree trunks or freshly fallen trees to create a V-shape that will be filled with your um, fuel for the fire. Yeah, I'll just take a commercial break here for Digger's Den. Okay, they're down in uh, Tennessee, or wherever the heck I said it. I think it was Tennessee, yeah. Uh, they sell Mine Lab, Garrett, Noke de Macro, Deus. Um, for the uh, uh, the Mine Lab, it's 15% off for vets, 
DD-214 or military ID card, but make sure you cover up that DOD number. You don't definitely don't want that on the dark web. That DOD number is your uh, health insurance. Uh, let's see. They carry the, um, the Mind Lab Simplex. That's a new one. And they do have the new coils out. I don't know if he has those yet. Uh, I've seen an advertisement for that. I think it is either on Twitter or Facebook. But those will be coming out here very soon. I don't know what the date is, the shipping. I think they're getting them out in the UK first. Okay, Deus Products. Uh, black or white HF coils are elliptical. Um, it carries shovels, uh, digging pouches. Um, and I don't know, I don't think he has a new uh, Apex from Garrett yet. The Apex line. Those will be shipped here pretty soon. I know uh, uh, KG and Ringy have them because they're um, they're Garrett uh, promoters. Those are usually the first people to get them. Um, Gypsy Jewels, she's probably got hers already. Um, they're testing them out. Um, it's kind of like their. Um, it's kind of like the line of Mind Lab Vanquish. Those are not waterproof. But the Mind Lab uh, um, Equinox 800 is. So, um, let's see. Let's see, yeah, shovels, digging tools, um, pouches for your coins and junk. Because if you find the junk, I mean, before you find the good stuff, you know, put it in your pouch, you know, take it away, um, throw it away. Because if you put it back in there, you probably ran over run over the same place again, so you'll be picking that up again. Uh, let's see. So you can contact him. Yep, it's Virginia. It's not Tennessee. Sorry about that. Um, his number is 434-665-9753. And he also has um, PayPal credit sign-up. So if you want to get something on credit... PayPal is not exactly the lowest interest rate, um, but you can use them. Uh, I know there's there's another one out there called the Firm. Um, there's a few companies that uh, use them to metal detecting uh, to buy them. I think their interest rate is about the same. It's probably 10, maybe 15 percent. Could be as high as 20, but I'm not sure. <coughs> So, moving on here. Okay, how to build a self-feeding fire quickly. You start by creating braces using four smaller branches and your two-foot branches. They will be lashed together with your paracord. Okay, that was where you have that paracord. You know, if you you went out and got all these things for your self-feeding fire, create two of these braces one of each side of the structure the x mark is where the wood should be lashed together so you probably have to measure it out i mean it looks like it's three quarters up from the top um okay lash the four larger tree trunks to each brace these become the ramp on which your your fuel will sit and roll 
For maximum stability, make sure to bury each brace underground. Add your logs to the ramp. Because this, this thing will get pretty heavy. It looks like it might be pretty heavy. I mean, depending upon how big the logs are you have, they're probably pretty good size. Maybe you can find some dry stuff out there because I don't, I don't think uh, chopping the trees down be too good because that stuff has to dry out pretty good. So you probably want to look for some drier drier stuff and all that. Um, okay, be sure to space your first two logs with a um, couple small sticks before filling the kindling area. This will create a crucial airflow. To light the fire, place your kindling in the area marked kindling above. Do not remove the spacers that you have put in place. Allow them to burn away as well. Success with your kindling will mean that your first two logs are burning right, burning tight, excuse me, against one another. It, see, it may not be a roaring fire, but there is, there will be, um, Assuring orange glow that will burn for hours. So it looks like you put the kindling wood in between there. And then like a little underneath just to get the first two going. Okay, if your fire smolders before you before the main logs start, all is not lost. The quick fix is to space your logs again with a, a few um, couple new sticks and fill the area with new kindling again. We are not pioneers, nor we are, uh, yeah, can't even talk tonight. Pioneers, nor are we left to the challenges. So if you're really struggling, help this along with some kin, some kind of accelerant. So you probably use, um, I don't know, I, I figure pine tree is pretty good. That's. Um, I mean, if you don't have accelerant, I, I, the, the, those dry needles, right? they burn pretty good, actually. Even the, <clears throat> even the stuff that's not even dried out, I mean, it'll it'll go up quick. So if you don't bring any accelerant with you. I found that out. I, I, I get trees from the relatives and stuff, and she'll give me some. They chop down some of them. And, uh, and the stuff that's not even dried out, man, that stuff just goes up. Uh, I mean, I've, I'm sure you've heard of uh, houses with uh, Christmas trees in there. It dries up. No water in the, in the tree, man. That just, just goes up something. Because it's that sap that's in there. And that's fla- that's a little flammable, too. That, uh, uh, that pine tree sap. <clears throat> That'll definitely start up real easy. Okay, the self-feeding fire will easily burn for eight hours. Allow you a great sleep without stroking the flames and adding logs the forgotten skill is a testament to what the human race is able to derive and adversity it's not as easy as throwing together a quick campfire but i can promise you when you wake up warm to the sun creeping over the horizon and the fire still burning for breakfast it'll be worth it so yeah i mean you know, camping or something like that, you could do that. That'd be that'd be pretty good. Work, wake up to a warm fire still the next day. Shoot, well, I probably just have hot coals and so something like that. So you'd have a little something to start up with again. You know, if you have to cook breakfast or something like that, those cast iron uh, 
pans and stuff, those are nice to have. I like them. I, I, I'd probably only use them outside. I don't think it. Uh, I don't think the stove could handle that unless you have a, um, uh, a fire uh, LP gas stove or something like that. That that probably would work pretty good. But them coils, they take forever to warm up. Okay, tips: build your base of sturdy material and don't skimp on your paracord. Be sure to bury all the logs of your structure that touch the ground. The earlier stages of the fire will be about oxygen, so provide airflow. Use several sizes of kindling and distribute it throughout the length of the first two logs. When in doubt, use accelerant, if you bring some with you, I suppose. Well, that's the end of that um, that podcast there. And probably, uh, not sure which one I want to do next here. Got couple good articles in there about uh, different things uh, kind of more of a description on um, how our uh, forefathers pioneers did it um, how it went on and stuff like that but there's just too many good things in here so now probably just do the survival food of the U.S. Civil War and how to make hardtack biscuits, if you've ever heard of them. That's, um, I'd like to make some of them. And I haven't have made any of that stuff, but I'll tell you what. You don't want to be biting that stuff with uh, that hardtack. It'll bust your teeth right out. But uh, we'll talk about it uh, next week here in... Um, and, uh, hopefully y'all have all gone back to work and stuff like that. Uh, don't know about schools. Maybe some some states maybe will have their school start up maybe in the fall. I don't know. So we're going to just have to take a little step at a time. I mean, it, people are still going to get sick from this no matter what. So I guess um, if you care about people, I guess wear a mask, I guess. I don't know. I they probably make you do it anyways. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't want to do it, but you got to care about the other person. It can't be yourself all the time, you know, because we can't get on, you know, anything until everybody else gets healed up too. And I know from what I've heard, these younger people, 20s and 30s, they're catching it and they're they're recovering, but they don't social distance. They're just like all up on each other. I don't know, boyfriend, girlfriend, arms wrapped around each other and everything like that you don't even know if you're a carrier because there's an incubation period so i don't know i just i just kind of stay by myself you know i i work alone anyway so i don't have anybody coming in until way later so anyways that's um they do definitely congregate on the beach that's for dang sure so sometimes a hard way of the Hard knocks is the best way for young people to learn. That's how I learned, I guess. Um, all the old people didn't know anything, so we had to find out ourselves. You, know, you grow old, and younger people say the same thing. Past always repeats itself. That's what I always tell people. It just comes back around in different different ways, I guess. So, anyways, y'all be good and everything, and I'll catch you next Sunday. Then, okay, bye bye.